Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Dropping Gems. My name is Jemmy Julian, and this podcast is set up to help individuals to get unstuck, to be healed from childhood trauma, turning their pain to power, catapulting them into purpose so that they can live their best, happy, and fulfilled lives. We are going to be speaking with individuals who are influencers and stakeholders on this topic, who have an authority on this topic, and who will be going in depth to give solutions so you can get to the other side. So stay tuned, lock tight, and get ready for some interesting conversation and some drop-in of some gems. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 12 of the Drop-In Gems podcast. And we are inside the I Belong Studios, and today we have with us Mr. Stefan John. He is one of Grenada's, um, um, what do you say, um, athletes? Yeah, uh, professional athletes. <laughs> yes, he is a son of the soil, and you must think, we're not being biased, you know, we just want to just work with the people that have a story of how we overcome, so we started local and local international, how you want to call it, you want to put the slash in the middle, but what I can tell you, he's excited to be here, and he has a story to tell of how he overcame, and Stefan is a dad, he's a husband, he's a son, he's an uncle, he's a friend, he's a professional boxer he's part of the um, International Boxing Association as well as he's a um, nutritionist and I know that he has his own training company because I see some of his stories online and um, I want to allow Stefan to tell you some more about himself as we get into today's discussion as he gets ready to drop some gems so lock tight because it's gonna be a very interesting conversation so Stefan, tell us some more about yourself. Tell us some more about yourself aside from your bio. Tell us something that we don't know about you and the listening public is going to be interested in. All right. Hey, uh, Jem, um, well, to start, for one that, I guess, one great way to start would be, for one, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. Um, nice. I mean, he has, he's my ultimate, I, I think he is my ultimate accomplishment in life, to be honest with you, is my relationship with God. Off the bat, to be honest with you, because without that relationship, I would not have any of the titles that I could say that I have or I'm striving to have. You know, he gives mm. me the strength. He gives me the, the mindsets. He gives me the willpower to do all the things that I strive to do. So off the bat is my relationship. That's the most thing. That's the, the one thing I'm most passionate about in my life. I don't want to say... I yes, I will put my, my, my God over my family. That's how serious I am. So out of anything in this world that I'm most passionate about that people may or may not know is my relationship with God. And that's a fresh encounter from a young man because you don't find that in this era, right? Uh, yeah, because it's, it's a challenge, you know, is the fact of a lot of us is that we, we hope for certain things and when they don't come true, you know, we lose faith. And then it happens right. more and more again, and then we lose doubt. We start doubting ourselves and start doubting God that He exists. But for a very long time, I've been in this relationship with God, and I know that He exists from yes. good times and bad times. So I know that with Him and staying in His favor, I'll learn more, I'll understand more how to be better in every task that He gives me. Wow. 
Interesting. Yeah. So you have a family as well. You were saying before yeah. I cut you off. So sorry. No, no, you didn't cut. You didn't cut. Um, yeah, no, I do have a family. Um, I'm married. I have one daughter right now. You know, hoping I got to keep talking with the wife, trying to get a couple more. <laughs> you know, that's, and talk to the big man of seven. Seven. That's two more you're talking about. Nah, I need. I need like about five, 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 Ooh. five, six. Nah, man, that's blessings. I mean, to me, I think that's what life is about. You know, the kids, especially if you followed all the steps and, you you know, God bless you to be able to make children and all that. You know, that's, it makes, to me, I want to have a lot because it makes me sharper as a person. You know, as much okay. as I'm driven, as much as I'm passionate in my profession and everything that I strive to do, that having the little ones, they, they, they give me a, a sharper edge. You know, they keep you more motivated. So when you right. get your accomplishments, you know, as a single person, you could be you're striving for your accomplishments for yourself. But then when you have mm -hmm. someone else, like, looking up to you as a real role model and that you, every step that you take, you're, look, you're being looked at. Even if they don't understand everything, that's, you know, that's, that's greatness right there. Because you don't know what, the way that you handle your life and the way that you work, how it would affect them. You know, so I'm always mindful of that. So I'm happy that I have one child and, you know, that I can get more in, in, in this lifetime that, <laughs> you know, that they could all strive and be great and be like, damn, you know, my dad was, was great. You know, my dad. Legacy. Exactly. Yes. Yes, I get it, Stefan. I get it. I, I get it. And you're still very young yeah. and you're in your prime, as we will say. So um, God bless you Thank on you. that. Thank and you. I hope that your your wife come into alignment with the vision I, that I, you have. I, I'm hoping on it. I'm hoping. I, I, will, I will definitely say a prayer <laughs> for you. Uh, but I, I, know, I, know, I know your wife. Uh, she's a beautiful soul as well. Yes, so I'm sure that she's going to meet you halfway. She may not give you five, know, but maybe right? two. You know? Know, know, She's going to meet you halfway. Yeah, so. yeah. Good stuff, um, Stefan. So the reason, one of the reasons why we're here today, because um, you are a very strong-minded person. Yes. You're very focused. Yes. You're very passionate. You're very driven. Um, I happen to know your both parents, also um, your mom, um, because she's been my uh, primary care doctor before I migrated all my life. So my both kids, um, just to give a little background, I found out that about my kids from going to Dr. John. Oh, man. So uh, <laughs> I, I know she takes pride in that because everything in my head hurt me, and that's where I yeah. went. So she's a really great person. I know you come from a great family. Thank you. But... Um, what I can say is I never knew that you had a medical situation yes, going on. Yes. I mean, I would see you all the time. I would be at the doctor's office all the time, and I couldn't tell. Um, so it seemed as though, like, you just had that support and that grounding. But yeah. when you reached out to me one day and you told me of what was going on, I was, like, really in shock because I couldn't tell. Yeah. So I want you to tell us about that medical situation that you have, um, when it started, when you found out about it, and what was it like, life after that? Yeah. Um, it, first of all, um, the condition that I have is called lymphedema, which is lymphedema precox which is, it, it affects the lymphatic system in the body, which we all do have lymphatic systems. Everyone's lymphatic system runs and flows to help flush out any type of things or waste from the body. But with my right. condition, in the right side of my leg, from my toes come up to the upper thigh, it does not flow in the way that it's supposed to, so it backs up and it swells. So I have a lot okay. of excess... <coughs> 
in in the leg. Right. At age thirteen or fourteen, it first flared up. I wasn't diagnosed till very later on in my life, so it was only right. a few inches difference when it first started. So right. it was it was kind of tough because. You know, for your mother to be a doctor, your dad is a doctor, and nobody could really pinpoint. You know, we went to top, you know, uh, doctors in Grenada, mm -hmm. other top doctors, doctors in the States. No one could really identify because lymphedema is still, at that time, was very young. It was still... A condition not many. it was a new disease that wasn't really yes. diagnosed no. and there wasn't enough research no. to kind of like say this is what it no. is it was kind of new on the scene right yes. in terms of research exactly it's not like now where a lot more people that get diagnosed with lymphedema is because of a lot of chemotherapy so they end up mm -hmm. developing it when they do chemo treatments and the lymph nodes are destroyed or taken out and the legs start it. Lymph it starts uh, developing in that way so I had to go a lot of years with just, you know, even though it wasn't noticeable, it was still there. And then because right. in my era, in my condition, in the way that I have it, it's in the adolescent stage that it would start mm -hmm. being noticeable. So every time I grew, mm. it kind of developed a little bit more. It, it would show a little bit more. But to the untrained eye, they may not notice. Right. Know, because Got it. As I'm growing, I sleep, it may, it may go up, it may go down, but still not noticeable. So right. when I was about 18, it did flare up again, and it was very noticeable at the time. And to be a young person in the Caribbean, in dealing with conditions like this, that for one, people don't really know. You know, the first thing, sadly, and I tell a lot of my clients, and I tell people that I talk to, we jump to the negative conclusion too much right. you know our right. mindsets are so set on think negative first and put all these doubts and all these different mindsets out first before even actually being like what's the positive side you know mm -hmm. so the first thing people start getting superstitious oh <coughs> people work witchcraft on you oh people do this what happened to you here right. you know so wow it was very it was very, very self-conscious for me as a young person even though I would go still play my sports, do my basketball, do my boxing. I was still very conscious, self-conscious because right. this was something that just uh, came to me. They draw a lot of attention. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Unnecessary attention because then it's like every person you see, you have to ask the same question. They have to tell you the same thing. You got to give the story over and over and over. So after a while, you just like, you know, you go into that closet or that, 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 that room of darkness but then you don't realize it takes a while for light to come in if you don't want to come out of that room. Mm. You know, so... <clears throat> wow. So I decided after a while, it was like, no, I, I'm not like this. I'm a very strong person. You know, I'm doing my boxing. That was one of my tools that I used to keep on fighting through this condition because I've seen so <coughs> many people just, you know, kind of roll over with different conditions. And... Yeah boxing kind of taught me was like my main support besides my spirituality it was my real foundation to kind of help me to keep on fighting just as much as i would keep on fighting in the ring i kind of use that mentality and i tell people it's like the fighter's mentality to not give up 
the same mentalities I would do in the ring, use that on the outside and see what happens. And it worked perfectly yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, you dropped some really great gems. Um, one of the great, one of the uh, first things that, I, the first gems that you dropped was the fact that you cannot stay in the room. Yeah. You have to come out. And then you have to, you found a way to just like literal and figuratively put the two things together. Your fight, which is your sports life, your professional sports career, and your mental health, and your your medical health, all in one. You kind of kind of drew an analogy or a comparison to have that fight where you are going eleven rounds in in the ring, and then you still go in constantly. Tenacity, strength, longevity. You know, um, focus. To know that this is not the end of your life, but the same way that you have to fight in the ring is the same way that you have to fight when you have those medical situations going on, when you have the mental breakdown that, and and just that unnecessary um, attention that it drew to you, and you know that stigmatization. Because I grew up in the Caribbean, I know what it's like when somebody sees something that's very unusual. Exactly. Um, because take for instance we have a place in Grenada called Quarantine and the story behind Quarantine is because there was a time when people have leprosy and I just can't imagine what life was like and the fact that there was an area I mean which was great to quarantine people but just thinking about that scorn that you get from whatever medical condition that you get because you know where we come from the culture is if you lose too much weight you possibly have HIV and if you put on too much weight, you possibly, if you, especially if you're a woman, you must be having a baby or something. Yeah. So it's just that whole, I understand when you speak about the negative connotation that comes with that. But I'm glad that you have the support. And I'm glad that, and, and, and you know what, what, was, what what's great about it is you came from a family of medical doctors. Yeah. And you still didn't look at it, well, God, my mom is a doctor, my dad is a doctor, so why is this happening to me? You still had a different outlook on it, and which is a blessing. So the gems here is guys if you were in a dark place you 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 will not automatically come out from there you have to have that mindset to come from there and you have to learn to look beyond your situation now and just find something that you can relate it to that's going to be your driving force or your motivation to come out of your situation so while we are on that we want to just kind of just roll over into my next question for you is that what advice would you give to folks going through chronic illnesses and medical complications like you know a lot of people have like they for instance lymphedemia is something that's caused swelling right yes. and based on the pictures that you shared and based on the conversations that we had prior leading up to this broadcast you said to me that it was one of your legs which one of the legs is my, it affecting right my now? right leg and you did surgery recently, yes, correct? I did surgery recently, and I'm getting ready to do the second part of that surgery uh, in the next two weeks, two, two and a wow. half weeks in it, December. Uh, that's, that's interesting stuff, but I, I pray that God is going to just be with you as he's been with you throughout the years. So, Thank Stefan, you. just back to the fact that this is a swelling of your leg. So, you, you basically have a normal shaped leg that is actually being able to put the the waist in and out of the body yeah. and then there's another leg that's not able to do the same so yes. one of your legs is much smaller than the other yes. 
and I'm sure that when you go to the basketball court or when you go on the um, in the in the boxing ring, people notice it. Of course. So, what advice would you give to someone who has some <laughs> form of you don't want? We don't want to say abnormal, but they must be. They have a condition that causes a part of their body, a limb in their body, to just not be its regular shape or size, and they feel some, you know, bashful or yeah. shame or they feel stigmatized. What advice would you give to them? What I would advise them and very similar to use the similar tools like I did for myself not letting lymphedema or let any of your conditions handicap you in any way or any fashion you got to let your condition empower you it's a part mm. of you being able to accept this is who you are knowing that this is how you were designed to be regardless it's not just by chance you know, so it's not that you're abnormal, but you are normal. It's normal yes. to who you, God created you to be. Amen. You know, Amen. this is your superpower because you don't know how your story or how your interactions or how your mindsets might help someone else. Because That's everyone correct. that has a condition, there's either some, there's, there's three different parts. There's if you're just starting that journey, if you're in the middle of the journey hmm. or if you're at the end so That's you correct. gotta know that you're gonna be an inspiration you're gonna be you're gonna have a platform for your condition because then you're gonna be able to help people something that if you didn't have this condition you may not be able to relate you're not being able to talk to people on that topic so to understand that you don't look at your condition as not a blessing but look at it as a blessing because very similar t to one of my favorite books of the Bible, which is the book of Job. The book of Job, Job had so many tests, so many challenges in his life that he was able to overcome and yeah. stay humble in it. Don't say, yeah. why me in this condition? Why not me? Hmm. You Powerful. see, a lot of times we think, you know, you rather want this condition or something to be taken away. You know, sometimes pressure makes, pressure busts pipes, but pressure makes diamonds also. And to me, right. I think that every person that goes through a certain level of test or a certain challenge, they're just getting pressure put to them so they could shine brighter. So I That's would tell right. them, you know, keep going through it. You know, embrace the little bit of hardship because through every hardship it's it's, it's still going to be temporary no matter how yes. long you may think it is it's going to be temporary and when the blessings come through when you finish your journey all the people that you inspire all the people that get encouraged by you not giving up by you keep fighting that's that's priceless yes Wow, Stephanie, you're dropping those gems so much. I hope that I still have that A-plus brain that I had in school to recite <laughs> those things because I always like to recap. No, um, listen, the blessing. Use, the, use your situation not as a curse. I'm saying this part because that's something I say. But use it as a testimony, as a blessing. To be a platform, to be an opportunity, to be an advocate, to be someone who can bring realization. And, you know, the thing about it is, as Stefan said, when you go through those things, another gem is that when you go through certain circumstances and trials, what it does is it brings you to a place where you can empathize with others. Because now you've been there. And another thing that you said is that 
you know, just being able to use your story, your story as an inspiration, your story as a motivation, your story to create that um, that sense of um, solution for people. Because some people are looking to see, okay, I wonder who else is going through what I'm going through. And when they can identify with your situation and when you can identify that, it, it creates a, a, an area where people can have community, where they can have a sense of belonging and things like that. So, you know, it's not, it's not about, well, this situation um, happened to me. And why me? It's about why not me? Because God brings out the best of you in sometimes in the worst of situation. And God is a restorer, essentially. So sometimes what happens is that when you think that you lost something, I, I always see that whenever you think that you lose something, it's not really a loss. God is able to restore a hundredfold. He's able to renew. So just like he did in the um, the Bible in um in Genesis with Noah, he kept, and he caused the earth to be cleaned of the curse and he caused a new thing to come forth. Just like Job lost everything, but he got a hundredfold. I believe that when you go through these things, it, it humbles you. It yeah. brings you closer to God. It brings you more in a nature, a God nature that you're able to empathize with people and you're able to stay in that place where you are more of a, more humane, if you want to of call course. it that. And at the same time, closer to God in a spiritual life. So that, that's some really great stuff. So, Stefan, I want to ask you a question that may be a little bit contra, um, controversial, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, you you went into basketball, um, into into boxing, actually. You have a foot that um, that has the lymphedemia, which is um, a lot heavier than the other one. Boxing requires kicking. No, just arms. It just, doesn't just hands, yes. but um, it, it it requires moving around. Yes. Yes, you still got okay. boxing so, is full, full, full uh, body movement. Maybe I, maybe I was kicking, I was thinking about kickboxing. Yeah, so you're yeah. doing the one with the the, the punches yeah. like Mike Tyson, yes, right? Yes. So um, how is how 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 why boxing? How boxing? I mean, I'm a believer, but I'm asking that for the people out there. This guy has a swollen leg for for putting in layman's term, mm -hmm. and he's over there boxing and winning games and winning championships and and making the news and all of that. How 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 Stephen? Um, to be honest with you, it I don't want to sound cliche, but it goes <laughs> it goes back to the man upstairs. It goes back to God because it literally started with just. My cousin, me and my cousin right. always been rivals in a way. If we play in basketball, it was always competitive. If we play in football, it's competitive. And one day we were playing basketball, start talking trash to each other. You know, we started like horsing around, fight, play fighting. So he said, let's slap box. At that time, I didn't really know how to slap box. I was a wrestling fan, so I wasn't really... I was like, we could tussle on the ground if you want. I can't. You're like a Ric Flair yeah, or um, John Cena yeah, kind I of could style. Do some wrestling moves. <laughs> I don't really know how to slap box. That's not really. If we fight, we fight. We not play fighting. But it was funny because he slapped me up pretty good in front of my best friend. Came on from, from back home. And then, you know, the worst right. thing is to get embarrassed in front of your friend. And then you got to go back home. And then everybody in school going to find out and everything. So. I told my cousin that I will learn how to box and I'll get him back. Sadly, I never got that opportunity because he went into the army. So I told him, man, I, I made I always, anytime I see him, I crack that joke. I was like, as soon as uh -huh. you found out, I know how to throw these hands. You were in, you went to find out how to use a gun. 
So I said, I yeah. understand, you know, but it just kept developing. So as, as much as I learned yeah. how to box, I did my first sparring session. And then I realized, like... Explain what's a sparring session a for sparring the people who don't know. A sparring session is pretty much you're practicing how you would perform in the actual fight event. So it's oh, that's when you see people jumping around and they they moving their hands yeah. and they moving their feet and they kind of moving their head well, like you yeah, know that kind of you thing. You do it like that, but you actually doing it with the next person. So both of y'all okay. would put on headgear, you would put on mouthpieces, and you would do rounds. You would actually do rounds right. hitting each other. So you're practicing right. what you would do for the fight. If you had an actual game, exactly, actual fight, mm-hmm. exactly. So when I realized that. I was always into basketball. That was my sport. But then when I realized, like, boxing is a different level. Like, the adrenaline rush that you get with boxing, I have not seen anything else that gives you that type of drive, that type of, you know, focus. Because you literally use everything with boxing. You're using your hands, you're using your body, you're moving your legs. And most importantly, you're using your mind. A lot of right. people think boxing is so physical but it's more mental than physical because then it lets you understand that if we're both doing something on a competitive mm-hmm. level who wants it more who's right. more driven who's willing to go that extra mile and that's what like in who tri- has more stamina because I think that thing takes a lot of stamina I don't but know how people yes, can be taking punches in their face and still being up and stuck yeah but Listen, all of that, I don't like the sports. I'm sorry. Is, I'm just no, confession. No, no. It's, <laughs> I, I tell people I understand it. I understand the the kind of brutal side to it. But how I relate boxing to life, life has that brutal side. You could mm. be conditioned. You could have your stamina. But what happens when you get knocked down? I mean, everybody right. could perform well. You could be in good shape for a fight. But the mental capacity to get back up. Wow. And keep going. That's mm. where it is. That's the that's the crazy part, you know. And then wow. it just kept going. Then to the point of, I was able to have my first amateur fight. Then I was like, okay, I'm gonna challenge myself some more. I wanna represent Grenada in local events, which I did. Right. And then you know, just like any athlete, the pipe dream to, I wanna be a professional. I want to go to the Olympics. <clears throat> I want to mm-hmm. be on the world stage to rec- to let people know that you could have a dream and it could come true. You know, that right. you could... It doesn't matter if you have the background, color of your skin, gender. <coughs> None of that matters. It's your dedication. It's your passion. Right. Right. And then when I was able to represent Grenada in Olympic trials back in 2012. Right. That was an accomplishment for me. When I was able to represent Grenada again in world championships, another accomplishment. And when I was able to go to these platforms, even though it was the first time, knowing that I didn't get to succeed, but just the fact that I was able to see myself go to these levels, coming from quote-unquote little Grenada you know, and have the dream, not having much support, not having the finances, none of that. Just going based off of the dream and dedication to the craft. And with the faith of God that knowing that if I fail today, I fail tomorrow, 
two, three months later, five months, a year, two mm-hmm. years, that I'm going to see my dreams come true. And I'm yes. going to be a champion. That was all that I needed. Right, that going. mental toughness. Of and course. you had a plan, you had a vision, <laughs> you worked your plan, you worked your vision. So, another gem here. You said something that really got me. I mean, you know, we deal with a lot of mental toughness, we deal with struggles in life, we deal with disappointments, um, stumbling blocks, roadblocks. But you said something, and I never looked at it that way that you can be really fit, you can be conditioned, you can have the stamina. But like I was watching a game, my mother watches a lot of sports, so she was watching box- boxing. I mean, Saturday night, and then I saw the man got, yeah, and I saw the man got hit down, and and she was like, oh my god, and I was like, his face is all bust up and stuff, and then I said, but he can't wait, get up, get up. I was like, get up, like, like you know, like. So when he said that, I realized that it's not even about your condition of your body after that. It's really about the mind. Yeah. And with life, with so much, it's everything because a lot of times when we get knocked down, the reason why we stay down is because we think about expectation. The crowd is looking on literally in the boxing game. Um, who is looking? What they're going to say? What is going to be like? Should I just succumb to my injuries or to this? Or should I get back up and keep fighting? Yeah. And basically, you have to do that in your physical, medical situation, and you're doing that. So, listen, this is this is a beautiful thing. I want to segue, Stefan, yes. because you you are early thirties, right? Yes, thirty-one. The people that listen to the show is between the ages of thirty and forty. Okay. I mean, our 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 median, our midpoint is people between the ages of 35, 36, 37, So right there, yeah. but it's like our following is between thirty and forty. That's people who are looking to sit down. That's people who are looking to like you know have their um, Maslow hierarchy of needs as they taught us in school. Yeah. These are the people who are really trying to like have a wife have a life have a some form of um you know um assets or Ability something for themselves something to right? but something that you said and you don't see that a lot you don't profess to be a pastor a preacher a minister this and that and a third but you are a believer and you confess and the bible says if you confess with your heart and believe with your mind that you shall be saved right I'm saying this to say, there are going to be a lot of young men, young men listening to this because it's going to be attractive for them to see, oh, Stefan, that guy from Grenada, that international boxer, um, Dr. Johnson, the, um, his dad's um, son, both Johns, right? Yes. Tell us, what kind of advice would you give to those men, men in particular? They're out there, they may or may not have a medical condition like you, because you know these days, so much alcohol all around. A lot of people going through diabetes early. Yes. They're going through liver problems. They're going through cancer because they don't want to go to the doctor to do their prostate exams and all the different things. But you said that your faith made you whole, meaning that you are able to be positive because you are a man of faith. You believe in Jesus Christ. You, your entire life is surrounded by his principles and teachings. Yeah. What would you what what would you say to someone who's out there who feels lost and they don't understand the Jesus thing? Let's keep it real. Yeah. They don't understand the whole oh I'm a believer and I love God and I and I serve God and I've been a, you know a partaker in his in his um in his words and in his um his teachings for a while. What would you say to someone who's out there lost and they want to know more about God? This is not to tell to get anybody into any religious or spiritual stuff, but you have a testimony and your testimony is Jimmy. I was, I mean, I'm, I know I'm saying a lot, 
but I just want to just put it in perspective. You said to me, Jemmy, I was diagnosed with um, lymphedema when I was about 14 years old. Yeah. I went through the different tests. I went through the different, um, you know, um, examinations just to find out what it was. Now I'm living with a condition, but what I was able to do is to focus on the Lord, to focus on Christ, to have that kind of mindset. You put everything back to the glory of God. How would you encourage someone who's listening to know how they can do that thing that you're doing, that relationship that you have with Christ? I would tell them for one, it the first step, I mean, I don't want to say it's a you know, four or five steps to get to where you need right. to go. Because you know, one step could be here and the next step could be further down the way. But everything mm -hmm. in between, I would let them know that you got to find your purpose in life. You got you to gotta search for that. It's not just going to just drop out of the air. Because mm. that's going to be something that's going to keep you grounded and keep you hungry. Because once right. you know what your purpose is. You would know wow. what your destiny is. You would know what you're in love with. You'll know what you're wow. passionate about. And then That's it. what I would say is you be you, there's certain things that we all got to change. If we want to be great, we can't have average mentalities. We can't have average mindsets. Ooh. You know, we got to be willing to make a step and not only hold ourselves accountable might even get someone to hold us accountable to keep us better you know mm. because a lot of times we could be great and we could be making mistakes but we don't take that criticism well you know so i would tell whoever it is if it's a young man that's striving to be an architect or whatever know that you're good but you could be great don't settle for what society may think you're capable of doing or anything like that you know be as be your best and don't mm. and don't just say okay i'm gonna try you know i hate certain words that we use a yeah. lot of times the kind of we kind of set ourselves up for failure in a way yeah we speak in that word and life and death is in the power of the tongue so we and put that out there so we come in at average exactly and to me i think I always use this as a kind of analogy. Nike doesn't say just try it. It says just do it. So every day <laughs> you get 24 hours in a day. And the difference between success and failure is, you know, what you're doing with your time. You know, are you dedicating yourself like you really want your dreams to come true? Or are you just working because it sounds good when you talk in conversations, you know? Wow. You know, it's different. When you... Like, I don't just, I don't, first of all, I don't like talking about myself. I like my actions to show, you know, I don't like to brag and boast and say, oh, you know, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. No, I like to let people see it's by the actions, you know, mm -hmm. I could talk and I could walk, but it's really the actions, the character that I have is what makes me do the things that I do. So I would tell yes. whoever it is, no matter what you're doing, be able to look at yourself in the mirror and know that would five years from now, 10 years from now, would you, just you, be proud of who you are? Or would you make excuses to be like, oh, I could have done this better, or I have a regret here? Would the 16-year-old version of yourself be proud of the 24-year-old version of yourself? Because that's who right. our biggest challenge is. 
You know, sometimes, yes. to be honest, if you're keeping it real, sometimes it's not always the devil tempting us. It's not mm-hmm. always the devil trying to push us into doing something that we ain't supposed to do. Or the failure right. comes that way. Sometimes we're our own biggest and most destructive destructive source. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. so are you able to look at yourself in the mirror and find your own soul and be able to talk to yourself and be like, hmm. I need to tighten up before somebody else tells us to, you know? Wow. Interesting stuff. You just gave us a mouthful again, Stephanie, because you just been spitting the gems. And um, one of the gems that you said is that you cannot, if you want to be great, you cannot do average things. No. Um, you have to, and then it's like, you speaking to the men out there who's listening, your relationship in, with Christ is grounded in your purpose. So if you want to have this relationship with your creator, your relationship with the God of the universe, not the God. God of the universe is the fact that you just have to kind of put yourself in position where you understand your purpose. Get to find out your purpose because that's where you're going to have your passion. That's what's going to drive you. That's what's going to keep you on track in alignment. And another thing you said is that it's not just about um, saying you're going to try. You have to do. You have to let your actions speak more than your words. You have to be able to lead. You have to be able to take um, action more than you tell people about what you're going to do and just have more service, as we say, lip service. Yes. So these are some powerful gems because I know that there are some men out there that need, they need mentors. And you even said that, like, get a mentor, get somebody who can keep you accountable. Because a lot of times we say we want to do stuff and then when things don't always work out right away, because a lot of us have that microwave mentality yeah. and we we need that instant gratification and when things don't work out we we stop but you have to keep going even when nobody's praising nobody's thanking nobody's saying good job nobody's giving you a tap on the shoulder you have to keep going and that's what stephanie is saying what keeps him growing is the fact that he has that mindset where i'm operating my purpose i love what i do this is what god placed me on this earth to do so once i'm doing that i don't need nobody to clap for me i'm clapping for myself and even when i'm clapping for myself i don't need to put that message out there i just let my actions speak yeah Basically, in a nutshell. 100%. So that's some good stuff. You know, because I look at it as, yes, I have this condition. It hinders me at times to do the boxing for myself as I I want to. So that has Mm -hmm. been, you know how it is the mental state of mind to know that you've been blessed to do something. And it's like, you're blessed and cursed at the same time. Mm-hmm. So then you're almost stuck with a crossroad of do I commit and continue going with the blessing or do I stand still and sit back and let the curse, you know, overtake me? Very similar yeah. to like Paul in the Bible. He always mm-hmm. talked about the thorn in his flesh, mm-hmm. you know, and I've, a lot of these things I use as tools because they're very relatable to me. Yes, it's, 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 I understand it because, you know, it's like I, I'm almost living it in that same aspect. Yes, you know, for the person that has to go through those struggles, those hard days. Yes. To me, I'm like, with all of the pain, all the hard days, all the mental moments that I might have, or weak moments, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Through all of that. At least I should feel some sort of, some sort of happiness in my life. Yes. To me, I think if I'm going through all of this, I should have a good mindset. I should have a strong mm-hmm. mindset. 
you know, to face right. life. I supposed to right. be empowered. I could encourage people. I should look mm-hmm. at the realness that I am blessed yes. with, and not just the things to hold me back because that's not going to do anything for me. Yeah. Wow. What is the worry? So you always, do? you you always you are patient. You always look at it with a good um, a good perspective, a good mindset. You always think of it as a blessing. You always think of it in a positive light. So you did, you did touch on some stuff, and I want to segue as we get ready to wrap up. Yeah. What is it like having a new family, a wife, a daughter, being vulnerable with your scars, your medical situation? And um, how do you use your story in your family life? And how do you use it in your training and the work that you do to help others be their best selves? Oh, um, for one, I don't look at it as scars. I look at it as yes, these are these are the the battle wounds that you know we all go through. <laughs> Everybody keep using this battle wounds thing. Wounds. I had somebody a few weeks ago, and they, okay, you know, so think uh, this it. is an official word of the podcast. Yeah, you can't all right, say scars. You, can't, you see, <laughs> right. you, you got certain words, man. Certain words we gotta. No, I, I chose to be devil's advocate in this in this case because I want to bring out like sometimes I position my questions in a way just to bring out your mindset course, because I course. can take the the south side but I know that it's gonna go north so sometimes I strategically place yeah. my questions like yeah. that because I know we're speaking about overcoming it's course. gonna trigger something of course. right of course yeah so I was intentional with I, that I respect yeah. that and to me I say it's about rooms it's it's, it's really to let. Even yes, as a new fa- new having a new family is to let them know that you're you're able to see me every day, so you get yes. to see the vulnerable. You get to see every step for my wife. She sees every step her husband makes for my daughter. She sees every step her father's make. So you seeing someone develop day by day in to the fighter that. And the character that's being built, mm-hmm. you know, just very similar to all the great men and women of the Bible, or great and mm-hmm. not even if it, if even if you want to, don't say the Bible. There's enough there, but just even in life, so many mm-hmm. great people, you don't get to see their journeys day by day. Listen, this is this is this is crazy how you said that. I feel like I heard that last night somewhere. Where was I? What did I do last night? Because it's like, oh, I, I know. I have this um, person that I follow. And he always focuses on the fact that a lot of times when you have situations where you have influencers, entrepreneurs, you have people who are in business or have success stories, mm-hmm. you see the fast things. Yes. Like somebody made $100,000 in a week. Somebody made 10000 in a day. Somebody made 50000 Somebody has 20 acres of land. And somebody did this, that, that. But you never really see the stories of the, tr- the struggles, yes. the triumph, mm-hmm. how they went through, how many times they got denied, how many times they had bad credit, they had a, a foreclosure, or they had bankruptcy. You never hear about mm-hmm. those things. And I think the reason why I admire that particular influencer that much, because he's a, a, a believer as well, mm-hmm. and he keeps it real. And Stefan, just by you answering this question, it just shows me that you have support. You have family that loves you. Your daughter is like growing up to see and the other three or four that's gonna come and um, <laughs> Antonia if you're listening to this and I'm just showing a little bit of spokes in there and um, 
So I'm just saying all this to say that um, you had that's the that's a great answer because people get to see your journey, they get to see your story, they get to see that okay, I had this at 14, I've been dealing with this, I'm now I did surgery in the summer, I'm about to do surgery again in the fall. This is what it is now. I still do my trainings, I still have my my clients, I still have my my groups that I participate in, my competitions, and I still have a wife that loves me with my battle wombs. I still have a daughter that loves me with my battle wombs. So it's all about embracing. And and the thing about it is, like, I, I may never, I have never really got to the place where I could understand what a marriage is supposed to be like. But I'm just saying that when it says for better and for worse, for rich and for poor, it really makes sense because you have a wife that embraces what's happening, and you have a daughter that's growing up to see, okay, daddy's an overcomer. Of course. Because he's going through all of these things and going into a hospital, going into the surgery bed and coming out and still <laughs> fighting. It's it's like you want to overcome us then. So as we get ready to wrap up, I just want to thank you so much for sharing and being so vulnerable. I want you to tell the folks where they can find you, uh, where they can register for your training. I don't know if you do online training because everything is kind of virtual now. And um, where they can find your Instagram or your social media handles and how they can get in contact with you. um, I'm on most of the social media platforms. Um, It would be my name on Facebook. It's Stefan John. On Instagram, it's Stefan underscore God underscore Son underscore John. Spell it for them because everybody spells Stefan different. Know. I know with me, I'm pronouncing it as if it's an A because I'm from Grenada. We say everything Stefan. It's you know, it's Stefan. S T E F O N and J O H N. And um, on Instagram. Same thing, S-T-E-F-O-N underscore God, G-O-D, underscore Son, S-O-N, underscore John, J-O-H-N. On Twitter, same thing, Stefan underscore Godson John. And if you do want to interact with me or you want to do a class, I do do vir- um, virtual co- courses. If you're in the Florida, St. Pete area. I do one-on-ones personally. I come to people's homes to do my training. That's how personal I am. I I, I do my training like that. You know. Okay. That's excellent. Yep. So, Stefan, um, we are sliding out, swiping out, and we have the next sixty seconds for you to give your final gem. Okay. My final gem to anyone, male, female, it doesn't matter. It'll be. In this life that we live, we don't realize how strong we are, and we don't understand the type of warrior spirit that we have on the inside of us. Mm-hmm. And the fighter's mentality is not only for boxers, and is not only for you know f- people with conditions. It's the everyday person is a fighter. Wow! Yes. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be a school teacher, you could be a single mother with kids, you're a fighter. You could be married, you're a fighter, because it relates to everything. So it's just being able to tap into that fighter's mentality and knowing that if you get knocked down, that you don't have to stay down in no matter what your circumstances. That's what life wants you to do. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what the devil wants you to do. We could call a spade mm-hmm. a spade. 
You know, that's yes. what society <laughs> wants us to do. Society wants us to be have wants us to have the bad mentalities and the bad mindsets and feel depressed and feel like I'll never find someone and all of these type of negative things. When the true essence of life, the true essence of what we're destined to do is to be great, is to live our best life. So mm-hmm. all you got to do is just tap in to who you are, love who you mm-hmm. are and fight for who you are. And the rest going to be is going to fall in line. Yeah, that was wonderful. I want to say it in Mr. Hollis, my voice, warriors! Exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> we call it for all the warriors. Exactly. Like, the warrior is the everyday life, and it's not just um, facing um, the medical condition or in sports or in some kind of profession that comes for you to become valid, but it's about mindset and overcoming. And what I took out from today, Stefan, is that to be an overcomer, you have to overcome in the mind first. That's ultimate. Once you overcome in the mind, anything is possible. Because you have to just mind over matter, as we say. Like you have to have that positive outlook. You have to have that positive um vintage point you have to have that positive perspective. You have to have that positive notion in your mind. Be strong there, and then you transcend that into your physical activities, into your the stuff that you do for work, for play, for your family, and everything else. Whatever medical situation, whatever bodily injuries or um, situations that you're dealing with. So this is dropping gems, yep. and we have today with us the handsome. I say this on every show, so don't. I hope that nobody feels offended. Nope, nope. The handsome Stefan John. Originally from Grenada, lives in St. Petersburg, um, uh, Florida. Florida yes. And Stefan is a father, he's a friend, he's a husband, he's an um, uncle, he is uh, um, everything you can think about, but he's a warrior. <laughs> and he is an overcomer. And he dropped some really, really great gems today. So I don't want you to keep the secrets. I don't want you to keep all of these gems. I want you to cause the entire world to be a nice jewelry shop. By sharing the gems with everyone that you meet and let them know that we are warriors and we are overcomers and we overcome in our mind first, in our mindset, and then we move forward. So we're sliding up, we're swiping up, whatever he said, and we see you on our next podcast. Thank you for joining us today. That was episode 12 of the Dropping Gems podcast, and I was so happy to have you with us, and we look forward to having you on our next um, episode so be well remember I love you God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it take care
Now this wraps up today's broadcast of Dropping Gems. It is my hope that you were able to get some great gems from today's conversation. And I look forward to hearing or you tuning in to our next episode of Dropping Gems. Feel free to follow us on Facebook at Jemmy Julian, Instagram at Jemmy Julian, and to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I look forward to chatting with you guys again and do take care. Thank you.